Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. For drivers who want to get the most out of their cars, it's Bridgestone or nothing. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is AutoLine Daily for May 27, 2011, and now the news. UAW workers routinely install front seats and back seats, but now it sounds like they may want to get their hands on some board seats as well. The Detroit Bureau reports that the union is targeting seats of the board of directors at all three Detroit manufacturers as part of this summer's contract talks. Even though the union did have a seat on Chrysler's board for a short time in the 1980s, it's not an American business staple, unlike the Germans who, by law, are required to include union representatives on their board of supervisors. Now, this may not be a high priority, but who knows? After the earthquake in Japan, automakers predicted that production would not return to normal until the end of the year, but Reuters reports that manufacturing for Japanese automakers should recover more quickly than they anticipated. A report from the Nikkei Business Daily says Nissan will return to normal production by June and Toyota could be close to 90% in the same month. Yesterday, Honda announced production in North America will be back to normal for all models except for the new Civic. General Motors announced that Brian Nesbitt will be appointed Vice President of Design for GM's international operations. Nesbitt is currently the executive director of North American Exterior Design and Global Architecture Strategy. Nesbitt will relocate to Shanghai and replace Ken Parkinson, who will take over Nesbitt's current position. The moves are effective August 1st. Every car has a horn, and in different parts of the world, horns have different sounds. But Ward's reports. Ford was shocked to find out just how people in different regions of the world use their horns differently. In the U.S. and Canada, for example, people often use their horns as a greeting, like honking at their neighbors when they drive down the street. And so they use trumpet horns that have a richer, more mellifluous sound, like on the Ford F-150. But in South America, China, and India, People use their horns much more frequently and usually to try and get people out of their way. For those markets, Ford uses disc horns, like you might see on a motorcycle, and can be found on the new Ford Ranger. Europe has the quietest horns because of noise regulations. Chrysler will loan out 140 plug-in hybrid versions of its Ram 1500 pickup to select cities and states across the country. The company developed the vehicles with funding from the Department of Energy and will test them over the next three years. Powering the plug-in pickups is a liquid-cooled lithium-ion battery pack along with a 6.6 kilowatt onboard charger. The powertrain also includes a 5.7-liter Hemi V8 with a two-mode hybrid transmission that includes cylinder deactivation so it can run on four cylinders on the highway to help save fuel. Chrysler says this is just a demonstration program and it does not have plans for a production version, or at least not at this time. Anyone who follows Autoline knows I am a big proponent of autonomous cars, that is, cars that can drive themselves. 
And now BMW is showing just how far this technology has come by putting an autonomous 330i on the track at the Nürburgring and Hockenheim and Laguna Seca. In these examples we found on Autoblog, the cars are traveling pretty quickly. And while there is a driver in the car, he's not touching the steering wheel, the gas pedal, or the brakes. Of course, doing this on a race course with no cross traffic or pedestrians or traffic lights really doesn't show off the true capabilities of autonomous technology, but it does show how this technology can drive a car at 9 tenths. The UAW may want to try to get a board seat at the big three, but it also wants to organize one of the foreign transplants in the American market. Who's their target going to be? That is coming up next, but before we go to that, we have got four copies of Bob Lutz's new book, Car Guys vs. Bean Counters, and they are autographed copies. If you'd like to win one of these, and we're going to give one away every Friday in June, you can get all the details at bit.ly slash autolinecontest. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash autolinecontest. What if we always settled for the first thing that came along? Then we'd never have gotten here. Introducing the Sonata Hybrid from Hyundai. On Autoline Detroit this week, the talk is all about labor negotiations. In the following clip, I asked three labor experts which of the transplants they think the UAW will go after to try and organize. I disagree a bit with uh, Sean. I think if you went after Volkswagen, for example, I think if you did organize them or did bring them in under the UAW umbrella, I think it would be a great symbolic victory. Maybe not a great <coughs> economic victory, but it would be a great symbolic victory for the UAW. Well, they got to get one, right? I yeah, mean, exactly. You know, I, and Joe, you and I both probably remember Doug Fraser when the, the first Japanese transplant hit America in Honda in Marysville, and he said, just give us time. We'll have it organized. That's 30 years ago. Exactly. They have had ago. zero, zero success in this. Why would any transplant open up its doors and tell the union, come on in. They won't. And the membership or the potential membership is going to have to see one thing, that they can earn more money under UAW governance than they can the way they are. And right now, they, the UA doesn't, UAW doesn't have a great story with the big three. Now with second tier hiring through the next no. three to four years, it's and, a terrible story. And, and 401ks instead of pensions. I mean, and, and you know, and... Uh, but I will ask you this. I mean, um, who still has a jobs bank? And it is now the largest jobs bank of uh, workers not producing anything in the world. Toyota. Correct. And it's a jobs bank that dwarfs anything GM has ever seen. Well, that's because and the question Toyota is, how long can Toyota keep this up? Well, I don't know. Their first quarter doesn't look yeah, but let, let, let's, very long. Let's make sure we get our, our terminology correct here, because Toyota has oh, always okay. had a no layoff clause for full-time employees. Which means they're fully paid for not producing anything. Right. What else the definition of a jobs bank do you want? I agree. Well, because Toyota... I agree with Sean here. Yeah. The, the, the difference is, bank is a jobs bank is a jobs bank. But it's a unilateral voluntary Look, one. that right. I can tell you this, that uh, the, the, the union's going to slam that down on the table and say, Ford, don't tell us we're more expensive right. than Toyota than Honda because not this year. By the way, my three guests on the show are Sean McElinden from the Center for Automotive Research, Bob Sharavelli from Strategic Labor and Human Resources LLC, and Joe Sesney from the Oakland Press. And you can watch that entire show right now at AutolineDetroit.tv. Hey, don't forget to catch a live episode of Roundabout tonight, hosted by Autoblog's Stephen Ewing. This week, you'll learn a very non-green way to charge a Nissan LEAF and find out how UPS is becoming 40% more fuel efficient 
without using an alternative powertrain. That's 6.30 p.m. Eastern every Friday at AutolineDetroit.tv. And that is it for today's show, but a programming note here. Monday is Memorial Day in the United States, a holiday where we remember all the veterans who have fought to keep this country free. As such, we will be taking the day off, so have a great weekend, and we'll see you back here on Tuesday.